Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn. He had this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Dick Apple. Back doing shit again. Man. Bunch of wild ass shit going on this week, huh? I got a lot of opinions on a lot of this shit. Um, Hosted by J. Cat Morris. Let's get into. You are now with me to Let's get into this shit about uh, Shane Strickland real quick, because I, I, you know, I want to go over this just because I don't ever want motherfuckers to get the wrong idea about my intentions or or my words or anything like that. So. You know, Shane Strickland had been a longtime friend of the show. Um, he actually came up to me. Him and David Starr came up to me like fans at a tournament of death. And they were like, you know, and I was fans of their ring work. But they came up to me and were like, yo, we listen to the show every week. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Uh, like, thank you, you know. And um, after that, they came on the show a bunch of times. And they would like constantly be like comment on it um there's times they just want to be on the show just to like hang out not even really be interviewed um so it was like you know kind of like a running thing or whatever well when the shit started going with uh with the jml corny ass shit 
And uh, like, so I would clown that shit because to me it was complete garbage. I was just like Strickland and and Star and like all these motherfuckers all being on Sammy Callahan's dick and making himself look like fucking clowns in the process when Shane Strickland was always a talented dude just needed to find his fucking lane and it wasn't in Sammy Callahan's fucking gear bag. It was fucking doing what he's doing now. Like he's doing really fucking well now. So, um, that, you know, I just react to shit. I see. And I always clowned him for, um, he said his favorite rapper was big Sean, like straight up favorite rapper. And and to me, that's clown shit. But, um, beyond that, I've always liked Shane Strickland. There was never like a, a legitimate like beef between me and him to say like, oh, I fucking hate him because of this or that. So there was never like a hatred or anything like that. I just thought some of the shit he was doing was corny as fuck. And uh, I called it out for that. And that, that's all it was. But, you know, as time's gone on, I've become less and less of a wrestling fan, as you guys all know. And to anyone who listens to this and I got rid of so many different people like off of Facebook, off of Instagram, because I don't even need to see what the fuck they're up to because I don't give a shit about it. You know what I mean? Um, but guys like Shane Strickland, Joe Gacy, like some of these guys that like I've been talking to for years and I've seen them in CZW in a place, just, you know, by the time Strickland showed up and by the time Gacy really took uh, shape and, and became something, CZW was a dead fucking, it was dead. It was just kind of staying afloat, but it wasn't ever going to be shit. It wasn't ever going to be what it was when I was, you know, watching CZW on a month in, month in, month out basis and, you know, showing up excited to shows and shit. It was a different animal. And DJ would tell people that it was the beginning of the best CZW that's ever been. Man, I could see the fucking train coming and I knew what the deal was. And I called it out the whole fucking time. Um, but you know, seeing those guys where they were then, and then looking now and seeing on my fucking Instagram, like he, he has this, uh, hit row records. It's kind of like a, like a blackout group without the, um, the parts that never really, really were needed. But, um, you know, and, and it's like that type of group and they're doing well. I, I think they're in NXT or whatever. And here's the thing about it. I don't watch the product. I don't like, I'm not like, oh shit, he's on TV. I better be cool with him now. Cause then I can tell people, first off, I don't fucking talk to nobody. Like I talk to motherfuckers on this show and I'm telling all y'all straight the fuck up how I feel about this and feel about that. I ain't trying to latch on to a motherfucking thing. I'm just telling you very genuinely the way that I told Shane Strickland on the thing. I love seeing that you're doing good. Like it legitimately makes me happy. And I, and, and I, so the comment I made on his one picture, I said something like, um, hey, you came a long way from uh, appearing on a trash talking radio show or a podcast. Uh, you know, it's good to see you doing so well or whatever. Something like that. And then he's like, uh, don't uh, don't think I forgot about when you talk shit about me or something. And then he had like like uh, getting sick emojis and shit after it. And I just told him like, yo, nobody's safe with me, bro. Like if I don't, if I don't like the way that you're moving, I'm going to talk about it. Like, it's just, that's just what it is. It's, and it's not like, again, like I said before, it wasn't like a hatred or fuck that motherfucker. Like 
you got to see exactly where I'm coming from because I'm being straight up with you. I'm, I'm being 100% honest with you just to how I feel and reacting to a situation or, or just something that, that you're doing. If you're an entertainer and you come out with some corny shit, then I call some corny shit. Now, there's no like, oh, we go way back, so now I'm going to try to be nice about the shit that you're doing that I just blatantly don't like. If I don't like it, what the fuck? Why should I pretend to like it? Because we're supposed to, we're not fucking friends. You know what I mean? Like we're acquaintances at very best through me running a podcast and, and being a fan in the past and you listening to the podcast and, you know what I mean? And being on the podcast as, as a wrestler, you know, there, there's no like, oh, I should, I should make sure that I'm nice to this guy. So he keeps liking me. I don't give a fuck. If, you know what I mean? None of that shit means anything to me. But I'm just telling you genuinely because, like, you know, don't get it twisted. I'm not looking for a motherfucking thing out of any one of these wrestlers. None of them. Like, there was a point, you know, in the early, my early fandom, the early 2000s and shit like that, when I was going to CZW month in and month out. Yeah, I was looking up to motherfuckers younger than me. You know what I mean? Because I was looking at these wrestlers and I was, I was fanned up. You know, I was, I was out there fucking marking the fuck out, man. Uh, you know, Trent Acid, the fucking, the shiny tight shirts and shit. You get a Hot Topic. I was rocking those fucking, my hair was dyed blonde and shit. I was, I was out there fanboying the fuck up, you know? I'm a 43-year-old man right now that doesn't even fucking watch wrestling. You know, I, I watch a handful of things here and there if it's for free on my TV at the moment. But, like, I don't tune into WWE. I don't tune into the AEW. Um, I do want to see that Kingston Punk match but i won't because i'm not gonna pay 60 dollars for it so you know if i happen to fucking if i got a link or something like that i could watch on my phone because i don't even have a fucking computer at the moment um then i would i would absolutely watch it but i'm not gonna go out of my way that's what i mean like there's nothing for me to be wanting to latch on to because like i work six days a week with animals i come home i'm with my family i do you know and and, and all of my wrestling uh, you know um entertainment or whatever half of it is just staring at you know looking at shit on the phone in between work you know when i'm at work or, or, or i'm on lunch or and just the drama of this shit just constantly passes through my phone where someone's hitting me up about this or someone's hitting me up about the, oh did you hear about this shit you know that's how half of this shit even passes through you know my even knowing it exists you know it, it's not it's not some shit where like, you know, but, uh, but I'm telling you, I genuinely, when I scroll through my fucking Instagram and I see people like Shane Strickland holding a fucking belt up or uh, in front of a packed crowd, getting this fucking reaction, uh, you know, they hate him or they like him or whatever the fucking case is just seeing him on that big fucking stage. Shit makes me happy. Yeah. You know I mean, like I, I legitimately, like I, I smile at that shit when I, when I pass by it, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll hit the little like button, but that was just me trying to tell him, yeah, like, I like seeing this shit, man. So, uh, again, like, don't get the wrong fucking idea and think I want a fucking thing out of you. You know what I mean? It, it, it's 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 not like that in the slightest. The JML shit is still corny. I'm glad you got off Sammy's dick and did your own thing. And, and that that's the bottom line. And, and again, I, I hope you continue to succeed. And I'll smile when I see that shit. And that's, that's all it needs to be. So... That was my only point of even trying to say something nice. But a lot of times when, you know, you, you try to be fucking nice, you pay for that shit. So, you know, I I, I further have to explain myself. <laughs> but it is what it is, you know. Um, so let me see what else. Uh, 
Yeah, the, uh, the, the CZW shit is fucking crazy right now. Um, they're running like a full-on fucking family show. It, it's they're making announcements last Friday or one of the Fridays. The graphics said Friday, like fr- and I mean, this is I mean this used to be the motherfucking combat zone. This was. You know, the home of Cage of Death, Tournament of Death, Electrified Cages, and and fucking uh, Lobo diving off the side of the fucking cage, holding Zandig on his back. Like, wild fucking shit, you know? The Wife Beater and Nick Gage fucking, you know, wars at the fucking Hate Club and the Backseat Boys fucking murdering each other all over the, the, the building. This... Now, like, it's Friday, time for an announcement. Here's another kid you never heard of. And it's like, it, dude, you guys can be putting on a, a good show of young guys that we've never heard of, and that's fine. But, like, this shit is such a f- world of difference from what CZW's identity ever was. And and it's funny because, like, that's kind of like the whole gimmick is, like, that we're changing it up. We're redefining CZW. Yeah, pull as far away from anything that had popularity there and just you know if you could follow your own vision dj because it's gotten your career so far and um i mean it what can go wrong if you just follow your your vision on on what a good angle is and what a good uh direction a company should be in it's it's fucking crazy and i still feel really bad for these kids because DJ is still fucking canceled. Whether you like that shit or not, like he's fucking canceled. He could run little shindy shows and this and that, but that company can never pick up steam because he's going to get slammed with that shit. The second he pokes his fucking head out, he, he makes a, a little bit of money, any of it. Like he packs a house. People are going to start getting called into question. Oh, you worked there or you went there. You did this, that, that. And it's going to be like not cool to be like supporting that shit at all. And, you know, putting this, this rat out front, you know, to kind of trying to take the fucking heat and, and kind of be the face of the company that that's not going to work either. Like that's, that's the worst one you could have picked too, because like her, her image is known a lot already, you know? So what she's always up to is, is generally not a, it, it doesn't have a lot of success behind it. And like did this cornball attitude where like CZW tells you, we love you guys. We love all of you. Oh, get the fuck out of here, man. This It's again, just rename the fucking company. Stop stomping on these fucking letters. Like, you know, we, we get it. You don't give a fuck. But like, just just change the whole fucking. What's the difference? You're going so far out of your way to reinvent this thing. Just call it something else. Just fucking call it something else. And then still have the CZW library to sell to whoever the fuck wants to come to the shows. And then maybe if you start to get confidence of your ability to run that type of fucking show again, then then bring it back out. Because you still own the rights to it. But in the meantime, just run a fucking company that has nothing to do with that. It doesn't make any sense. You can't just redefine the fucking company. Like, oh, oh, Ring of Honor just does deathmatch shows now. Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Just start a fucking deathmatch company. 
the same people. Just start another th- three fucking other letters where the where the ROH are. You wouldn't just like now they just run like deep south fucking wrestling tournaments. Like they're they're competing with Kevin Brandon to do this the dumbest shit they could possibly do to top his dumb shit. They're starting out small. They only got like 85 people at the last show, but you know, they're confident once they get their feet planted, they're really going to get shit going in Alabama. It's like, why is it called ring of honor still? And that's what CZW is doing. They're going to this like family, family type show and they love all the fans and they're, you know, bring everyone. It's safe. It's, it's really ridiculous. CZW right now is like finding your favorite childhood video game at a yard sale for like a quarter. (laughs) You know, the, the one that like you had to have so much and it lit your fucking Christmas up when you got it. And you, you, you spent every waking hour playing that shit. You you got fucking t-shirts of that shit when it came out. And, and you know, that, that was like your shit. And then you see it like it's a quarter and you hear hear someone go like, I'll give you a nickel. And they're like, all right. (laughs) And you're like, man, that was my shit. That shit just went for like five cents. That that shit's worth nothing to the people who own it now, huh? That's what CZW is. You know. Um... I, I meant to mention this last week, but there's a, a the way I view it, a fake brain damage in uh, ICW now. I forget what the guy's name is. Um, yeah, I forget. He's got a mask on and uh, the uh, stupidity there almost got his arm cut off because he um, I guess they had the wrong type of glass because when that shit broke, you saw it was like real bad. And um, he was, I think, wrestling the fat genie guy. And um, he, a piece of glass broke and really cut his fucking shoulder bad. But I could see the way that, like, his whole gimmick was. And it was a lot of just, like, no-selling, brain damage kind of shit. Like, he's a little taller than the guys he's wrestling, you know but he's got a mask on and he's just no hard, no selling everything. But first off brain damage did that shit. Like he did that shit way better. He he could look in his fucking eyes and he looked like the Terminator. He looked like, you know, his gimmick worked with what he looked like. You're just a guy in a fucking mask. That's a little bit taller. And the other problem is deathmatch wrestling as a whole has worked too hard at no selling every fucking thing for too long now. So now you're not even unique in no selling. You're just no selling a little bit more than everybody else is no selling. So it's not quite the same as before when, you know, you had, you know, brain damage in there, no selling, but on the other side of things, you had JC Bailey wrestling in a match and he's screaming when the fucking light tube hits him in the stomach. You know, they're, they're carving him and he's going, ah, screaming and shit because he's selling his fucking ass off. That's what made Bailey so fucking good is because not only was he versatile at doing these different styles, you know, he could do a, a light heavyweight match. He could do the death matches. He could do, you know, scaffold matches. I mean, the guy could do anything. But when he did death matches, he made that shit count because he sold the fuck out of it. He screamed like it was the, the worst time in his pos- in his life. 
when that when he was going through whatever damage he was going through, he he would you would never believe that he was comfortable doing that because he he really showed discomfort and pain and that's what you're supposed to do. But now through all these years, it's just all been dumbed down to people cutting themselves with light tubes and bashing them over their own heads. And it's, you know, it, it's just, it just became commonplace to ruin the whole thing. I, I saw a clip the other day of Takeda doing like uh, bumps on, he just like grabbed a couple of light tubes off the ropes, threw them on the mat and did like, two or three bumps like on the light tubes until they were completely broken. And it's like, I, again, I get it. I get the whole thing and you know how it worked for Kasai, but what works for Kasai can't work for everyone or it works for no one. And that's just something that people keep fucking not paying attention to that shit. I mean, back in the day they used to like, if this guy had a power bomb finished, you couldn't be doing power bombs on the early part of that card. Because it would make this guy's finish look fucking weak. Because everyone's doing power bombs. What the fuck's so special about yours? You know, shit like that used to make a difference. And you know, maybe it doesn't need to go quite to that extent. But I mean, it, it couldn't hurt to make sure that like, if a big spot's gonna happen in every match because you're running all, all these death matches now. Well, can you make sure that none of the big spots are gonna be the same fucking move? You know, because if you're hitting the the, the the regular standard suplex through this and then the next match is hitting a standard suplex through something it just doesn't look as good you know maybe you could fucking hip toss them into it you could you know just something so you're lining it up to make everything look a little bit different but but again i i don't think that this uh this no selling gimmick works because there's just been too much of it and he's this this isn't the guy right now and i i knew it as soon as he got cut the same way that um, when Scotty Vortex got cut at the, um, I think it was at a cage of death. Either cage of death or maybe it was that night of infamy. But he had, he was having a series of matches against Drake. And they did uh, some kind of panes of glass in the match. But you heard when it broke, it wasn't the right class. And that shit almost fucking killed him because it just missed cutting his throat. And, um, yeah, he, he was saying like, he was pissed. I mean, I was, I was out back talking to him after the show and, and he was pissed. He was, he was mad as hell. And next thing you know, CZW kissed his ass. They threw the fucking world title on him and they gave him the next tournament of death. So they knew they had some fucking apologizing to do and they did it. They did every bit of it. So I knew as soon as I saw that fucking wrong kind of glass shit and, gouged his fucking shoulder deep i'm like he's getting a push if he's coming back he's getting a fucking push and sure enough by the next day they were pushing what a monster this guy is and a new monster entered the the chains or whatever the fuck and like yo we have a new superstar on our hands and it's like oh okay but you know that that's not the way you brought him in really because he was just wrestling the satu guy he's not He's not your top guy, so you didn't bring him in against Murdoch, but now he's like, okay, he, he's another top monster. So, you know, you can see through stupid shit like that. But to me, I don't think that there's anything special about the guy. Maybe he does some amazing shit in the future, and I'm, you know, mistaken on that. But 
the no sell shit kills it for me because it's just it's already been overdone and there was a guy who did exactly what he's doing a million times better and he's gone you know so um i watched a couple of the uh dark side of the rings uh the xpw dark side of the ring i watched and uh yeah i i didn't know you know quite as much of that you know it's weird like you guys like homeless jimmy who's such a big part of xpw and has a lot of bad things to say about rob black from what i understand um but he wasn't even on the episode you figure like you would want to find that guy because he'd have some shit to say but it's weird because it's not like they didn't let people bury rob black i mean it was most of the theme of the episode yeah i mean i just think that dude's a scumbag and yeah like the sex and violence sells type shit. He, he hit it right at the right point. Cause you know, he, he had that kind of, you know, that ECW to the next level kind of shit, which, you know, CCW ended up doing too, which is when they butt heads, you know, the way that went, but, um, they were just doing the craziest shit they could possibly imagine and, you know, risking everything. Because I mean, when you look at the, you know, look at that scaffold match with fucking, uh, Vic Grimes and, and New Jack, New Jack said straight up in the fucking shoot interview, ah, I try to kill the motherfucker. And, and it was like, well, I mean, those ropes were the only thing I think that saved that fucking dude because he hit those tables and fucking slid down and, and you see him bounce back off the ropes. He looks like a toy the way he hits the fucking ropes. He's a big dude. And he bounced right back off of those things. And I think if he overshot those ropes, he probably would be paralyzed if not dead. Um, but, like, that shit alone happens, and that's the end of the road for him. So, you know, it's like these these little things kind of kept that guy afloat until, you know, the bottom fell out of it when he, he pushed his luck, came out of East Coast and fought up against CCW and Ring of Honor and tried to really just take over the entire, you know, Philly area, which just just a terrible idea. So, um. But yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a fun thing to watch, you know, the um, the dark side of the ring. I, I really think they do a good job with their episodes. Um, I probably like that a little bit more than I actually like wrestling shows anymore, just because it, you know, it summarizes so much of things that I, I didn't know a ton about. Um, much like FMW, because we're going to be talking about that in a little bit, um, but I didn't like, you know, I knew XPW via Suncoast video DVDs, just like the FMW shit. Um, and that's really all I knew is like, oh, they're doing some pretty crazy shit over there. And I knew I didn't really like Supreme. I didn't like, I never liked Supreme. Um, and, you know, look, from everything I heard, he's a great dude, really nice guy, rest in peace. I, I, I wish nothing ill on a guy. I'm just saying, like, I, I was never a fan of his work from what I saw. Because I saw the XPW stuff I got from Suncoast before I even saw CZW or anything at all. So it wasn't like, well, I was, I was such a fan of that. But something about the way that they did it was just too, like, that hack and slash, like, not real, like, not as much, like, move-oriented. A lot of just, like, you know, getting pushed backwards into the corner through a barbed wire or something. But it wasn't as... CZW had a way of really, like mixing the wrestling into the death matches and i think that's what really grabbed me because even like the dull jersey all pro stuff where you know fat frank and 
you know, whoever else would, would, you know, walk around the ring carving their, themselves and blading and hitting each other with shit. Like, that just never really did the same shit for me. So, um, XPW, you know, they did a little bit more than that. Obviously, the big bumps and the scaffolds and the balconies and then shit like that. But I never really, like, got deep into XPW. So, it was only, like, the handful of shows I would see, you know, from, like, Suncoast. But yeah, it was it was interesting to see, you know, some of the other angles of that shit, what was going on and like how de- <laughs> how like close knit the fucking porn and the uh the XPW was where like they're literally like fucking in the other room and wrestling in this room. You know, like it's, it's fucking crazy. But uh yeah, that that was wild. Um But uh then the let me see. Yeah, well, let's just get... So, then, I watched the FMW one. And the FMW slash Onita one. I have to say that this gave me a completely... And I'm really glad that I watched that before this whole weekend happened. Because the shit that happened after that, you know... There's a lot of people saying different things this way or that way. But I heard from, like, a lot of uh, very credible sources the things that that i heard and i i i choose to believe that that's the way it went i don't think onita did anything wrong on this weekend but anyway um other than choosing to do business with who he chose to do business with um but um the fmw shit was fascinating to me because again i knew nothing about any of that um I had talked to some people that said, oh, well, oh, I only know because the, I, they listened to the FMW podcast that was like, a, I think it was that uh, Stephen A. Jerkoff kid and um, like other dude's name is like FUBU or BAFU. Uh, I don't know, some stupid shit like that. But like he's a real nerd and he knows all the fucking every single thing about all of that shit. Um, it could tell you like DNA stat- statistics and shit, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess a, a bunch of people learned it, you know, from that stuff, but I, I never listened to that in any length at all. And, um, I didn't know shit about Onita. I, I, I knew that a lot of people sung Onita's praises as being like the greatest. And from my perspective, it's been June Kasai and the, the lengths that June Kasai took it to and, I mean, his character and everything to me, I mean, he's the greatest deathmatch wrestler of all time. Um, so I would compare my guy to what these people were saying was their guy. Like, this is this is the guy. So I was never able to understand it because no matter what you look at, if you were just looking at the work, the physical work put in, it doesn't he doesn't compare to Kasai even a little bit like, I mean, it's insane. Like you look at the time frame that Kasai got all those scars that he got. It's, it's incredible. It's really like some other shit. But, um, what I did know was all of the, the things that made Onita what Onita is. So, um, if you didn't see it, I, this is like going to be the worst summary, but <laughs> cause I'm not doing it really to fully summarize it. But this is the stuff that impressed me was that, 
this dude got like a blew his knee out or some shit. And he was like a cruiserweight fucking like that type of wrestler in Japan. And, uh, he was trying to be the best at it and, and continue to get better and compete and all of that shit and blew his fucking knee out and was like, well, I'm not going to be able to do that shit anymore. Instead of just like fucking hanging it up or finding something else to do with his life. He said, I got to find another avenue to, to do this wrestling thing. So he, he took his shit and moved to the United States in Tennessee and started wrestling in that territory and learning different hardcore this and that until he discovered like the barbed wire and, you know, and started innovating. And so this guy started creating spectacles that would be bigger than the ability of the wrestling that was going on in the ring. So when the explosions and all that stuff he created was to distract you from what he was actually capable of in the ring, but it was such a big spectacle that nobody would say anything like, Oh, we were fucking gypped on that one. Like the fucking ring exploded. They're in a stadium and like that there's a countdown and, and it's like, there's a bomb in the fucking ring and the explosion comes off that shit. And it's insane. So these are the things that, yeah, like you're packing stadiums and shit. That that makes you a fucking superstar, and you didn't need to do Jun Kasai shit to get there. And obviously, he comes before Jun Kasai's time. But I'm just saying, in general, like, you know, you, you just you miss the point of Onita if you don't understand like the the you know the journey he went through to get to, and the reason why he went in the direction he went in to begin with in order to give himself this, this fame around wrestling without really the ability to do wrestling at that high level that would, would gain him that fame. So I, I think that's incredibly impressive. And, you know, he stemmed off of that to get in the superstardom that he got. Um, and, you know, playing the politics and shit over there and, and doing well with the politics, an actor over there you know this guy did tremendous things and now is, is very wealthy because of it so now like when you're bringing a guy like that in and and i think so much of this ties together with this whole weekend and everything that went on there because you got to understand that like when he came into czw everybody felt fucked Everybody felt gypped from that shit. But so much of the blame was put on Onita. I mean, we're talking about DJ Hyde here. You know? Um, so when it comes down to the way it went down, I mean, y you have to look at both parties and say, hey, who is more likely to be the one that fucked this up? And DJ Hyde is a pretty consistent fuck up. So, you know, I mean, it looked like it could have went either way at the time. But now, in retrospect, I think <clears throat> the only plan to begin with was for him to do an explosion match. And that was the hint and that was the feel that you got as a fan when that shit first started up with him and Tremont and calling him out and I'd be there and all that shit. This dude wanted to do explosions and, and the big spectacle shit that he did. This guy didn't build a fucking career at, to, to come back years later against one of the, the, the best in the U.S. 
to do some half-ass shit and go back home and have people go like fuck Onita. He was trying to show a, a legend to a whole new generation and do some old big shit over here and continue his legacy. I mean, clearly, like, he had the money. It wasn't a matter of him just, like, stealing CZW's money and running away. Like, what the fuck was in it? What would be in it for him on that? Because his image would be shit going back home. And then he already had money. It wasn't like, oh, he needed that to get by. But, you know. Now look at the other party. If the right things weren't done, as they weren't this weekend, he couldn't do an explosion match. And now what the fuck we do? Because now all your abilities are exposed and we're just talking about a wrestling match. All right, now how the fuck do we dance around this to make it where his abilities just aren't on display? Because fucking he he changed his entire career to make sure that that wasn't the case anymore but yeah uh so that was like the czw thing but but going into this weekend i had heard a lot of fucking rumors going into this weekend before the show even happened that tremont didn't have fucking permits for the fireworks for the for the explosions however we want to put it and sure enough, following this weekend, it, it comes out of a chainsaw Tony. And, uh, you know, I've heard from, from multiple people, but obviously he's going to be the closest to the situation. He was right there with Onita. And I know that's Onita's guy and everything. But look, I'm, I'm going to talk all sides of this shit. So I'll have shit to say about him as well as. You know, I, I have shit to say about Tremont. The The only one that I don't think I have any issue in this situation with is, again, Onita. Because Onita just chose to deal with Tremont on this weekend, which is a bad decision. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. And we'll talk about RF2 and all that. We'll talk all this shit. But, so again, when you talk about you know, the things that, that Tony said when they fucking got there. So months ago, Onita was to send $10,000 worth of Japanese fireworks, explosives, all this. And it was supposed to be received in the U.S., but permits had to be obtained, which Tremont knew about. And that was all part of this deal. And he had to obtain permits because you can't just accept these type of fireworks or, or explosives, whatever the fuck you want to call them, without the permits to, to have this, to perform this. So he never got the fucking permits. So when $10,000 worth of fireworks that were purchased there, not by Tremont, you, you see, you're going to see the trend here, like where this shit starts to add up. And it can't be where, like, you know, someone else owes somebody money. It's, you know, who's on the hook for this. He didn't get the fucking permit. That shit got turned back. Had to go back to Japan. And they don't get to, they don't get to fucking just get the refund. That's purchased fucking goods that were meant for a specific thing. You know. So, 
when they got there, there was nothing. Nothing was fucking there. There was nothing <clears throat> in replacement of it. And that's on Tremont. Okay, so now we're back at the point where Onita knows he looked like shit in that last situation. He knows that fucking he came out of that CCW shit with people looking at Onita like Onita ain't shit. He came here, shit turned into a tag match, was fucking garbage. Who gives a fuck about this? And this is this is what we paid for once in a lifetime. And then oh, and then they're doing one in Japan. So not once in a lifetime, just once for us, but not really that good. You know, so everyone had a bad taste in their mouth from it. That in itself was bad promotion for this fucking show. So it already started the ball rolling on every time this fucking guy comes here. I don't think we're getting our money's worth. So when he shows up to the fucking place and there's no fucking explosives. Now they have to scramble. And as Chainsaw Tony said on the thing, they had to drive around. Uh, they had uh, Masao getting flash paper. They had G-Raver getting uh, other fireworks. People were running their fucking credit cards all over this place. Not Matt Tremont. Other fucking people out here were trying to fucking piece shit together. So... Then also, and we'll go back to the people who have problems with this and this and that, but like, um, Onita needed someone to sell his shit, like sell his, his, his gimmicks and eight by tens and you know, all of that shit. And Rob Feinstein, I think was doing some kind of shoot with him or signings with him or something that weekend anyway. And pretty much said, like, yeah, like, I'll, I can do that for you. And he's like, oh, good. And that was that. And that's kind of how that, that whole thing went down. So it wasn't like Onita keeping a secret that Rob Feinstein was coming so other people wouldn't get mad. And uh, he snuck him in and then because of this and Matt didn't know and this and that. This was just like him going there to sell fucking uh, Onita's gimmicks and that was what it is. Uh, fucking Feinstein's a complete piece of shit. So we'll take a different turn than, you know, what Chainsaw Tony was saying. Because those motherfuckers got on that podcast, both Chainsaw Tony and whatever idiot that he was fucking talking to. Another one of these fucking nerds. And they're talking about, oh, you know, the Rob, but they went. So many different routes in the Feinstein thing itself. Like, well, it was a long time ago. Like, give the guy a break. Like, first off, long time ago for some pedophile shit. Um, allegedly. I don't know how that's allegedly. But you see him on fucking video and you got the transcripts. But, you know. Um, and then. Oh, well, if he was if he really was that. Well, that's a continued behavior, so we would have seen more shit by now. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, detective. I'm glad that you you further investigated him for that, and you found him to be uh not not in that category at all. What the fuck are you talking about, man? It's like these people will talk around shit so they don't look bad in the situation any way they can, which applies to the other person we'll talk to, but they're not important enough to get to during this this little back and forth shit here with the uh, with Onita and Tremont. We'll get to that. Um, 
so that was like from from what I'm hearing. That's like kind of how that whole shit went between Onita getting there, already being fucking upset because none of this shit that was supposed to be happening was gonna fucking happen. Being out like fucking ten grand because the shit got refused at the fucking border because there was no permits. Um, you know, so th- these are all things that are that are laying the groundwork for like, uh, how's this gonna go? And then let's just talk about the fucking the the venue, the show, all of this shit. You know, renting that fucking baseball stadium in Trenton, New Jersey. I I, I when I go to get my peppers. Um, on Easter every year, we drive right past that shit. It's a beautiful stadium. Beautiful stadium because you could see it right off the road. You could see from the one angle, you could see down into the field, and the shit is gorgeous. And even the outside of the stadium looks really nice. Um, you know, that can't be cheap. That's got to be up in that 10 grand area, too. And um, I don't know how the fuck that was paid for. You know? I'm hearing a lot of shit wasn't paid for. Um, obviously, the stadium was paid. Otherwise, they wouldn't have let them in the fucking building with all that shit. But I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, so then, let's talk about the stadium. So then, so then you got a baseball stadium. You know, the plan has to be to pack that fucking baseball stadium. Who the fuck told Matt Tremont? That he could pack a baseball stadium. Who the fuck told Matt Tremont that that was anywhere near a fucking possibility? That you could pack a baseball stadium. You. You pack a fucking warehouse that you live in that maxes at 150 people. (coughs) That's the most you've fucking single-handedly packed. And that ain't even easy for you to pull off. So, I mean, you're you're asking for another 900 fucking people to show up is what you're asking. You know, to at least put a thousand in that motherfucker or something. You know, but I mean, this is really supposed to be the big fucking one. You're coming out of retirement. You know, need is bringing in explosives. You're in a baseball stadium ready to set it the fuck off. This bitch is supposed to be packed. And it's not. Now, IWTV was linked in with this shit, so I don't know what kind of money was supposed to come off the house to go where, but there was no fucking house. There was, you know, they had a couple hundred people, whatever the fuck it was. It's hard for me to tell because, you know, it was like there was a a cluster like behind home plate for where I could see and then just very smattering of people outside of that that range. But not not a lot. It didn't look packed by any stretch of the imagination. And um, so a couple hundred would surprise me. But that would be, I think, about it. Um, You can't rent a building for like fucking 10 grand and and put a couple hundred people in the seats. You can't bring in a Japanese legend and put a couple hundred people in the seats. You can't fucking expect to be dealing with ten thousand dollars of explosives and have a couple hundred people in the seats you you see what i'm saying like this is someone biting off more than they could fucking chew you could turn around and and blame fucking onita for this shit if you want you could find a fucking way to say that he he wanted more money or some kind of cut but look at all the things i'm presenting to you and tell me how the fuck matt tremont was ever supposed to make this shit work 
explain to me how the fuck any of this shit was supposed to work. And and to be fucking flat out honest, this show sucked. That show from fucking front to the fucking main sucked. And I'll tell you that that I think the fucking Tremont Onita match didn't come off that bad. Despite the fact that everything that they put together was put together makeshift, like, I mean, fans bring the weapons matches have more fucking uh, planning involved <coughs> because the fans been fucking thinking about this shit for weeks or months and building this shit with their friends at their house and coming up with ideas and all this. They didn't have the time for all that by the time they put together what you, what you saw there that day. And that, again, is on the guy hosting the show, not the guy coming in, who tried to supply the fucking show with 10 grand in fucking fireworks. So, the show was garbage. The show was no different than any other H2O show. Complete trash. And when you look at the card, was that booked to be a super card, or was that big? Because I know... When you're already putting out all this other money, how you know how could you afford this and that? But again, you shouldn't be biting this shit off to begin with because you needed to do a lot more for for this show to be what it was supposed to be. Like you know, this shit on a WrestleMania weekend in a baseball stadium in the area of WrestleMania, like that's the type of shit you might pack a baseball stadium if you drew enough attention to it. This is a baseball stadium in Trent, New Jersey, just in fucking, you know, November. Or, or the, what was that? Was that on Halloween? Or I don't remember what fucking day it was. I don't, half the time I don't remember what today is. So I think that was, um, I think that was still November, right? Anyway, you know what I mean. It's just like a random fucking day. Like there's really nothing to... It being what it is. Um, so it, it, it drew accordingly. It, it didn't. You know. It didn't fucking blow anybody's mind. DJ Hyde, DJ Hyde is drawn more in his fucking parents backyard. Than they had drawn for an Onita an exploding match in a baseball stadium. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. And obviously. There had to have been a lot of fucking things on the hook for the draw of that fucking show. And it didn't fucking draw. It didn't draw to the extent that it needed to for everything that was put into that fucking show. So you had to go that little bit further and put out more to fucking make it draw. Or, you know, the effort to put out, to get out the permits, to do whatever the fuck was already planned for it. So, you know, but again, it was going to be what it was going to be on that main it would have been that much more monumental and you would have sold a shitload more DVDs off of it for sure. But that that's besides the point because if the rest of the show isn't good enough to draw for this reason or that reason, then you know, the main was going to be what it was going to be. Whether it was the big, biz, biggest explosion ever or whether it was what it was, you you already paid for it to see that match. You, you didn't know what kind of explosions it was going to be. You were in for explosions and the amount of people that you drew for the explosions is what you were going to draw. Cause they didn't, you know, they were just expecting what it was and 
you know, and, and I, like I said, for what it was, I thought the match came off pretty well. I think, you know, that whole push into the flame spot, like that's garbage. And like he hits just the edge of the table, which again, a lot of people are saying, oh, he took liberties and this and it. He didn't take fucking liberties, dude. You're talking about like a 60 year old fucking man or 65 year old man with a morbidly obese fucking guy standing in front of him. You're telling me he fucking shoved him with such force into this. Obviously he was supposed to take the fucking spot. He took it on the fucking edge of the table, not in the dead center of it, which if you were taking liberties, you would try to fucking kill him in the middle of the table. And, and obviously he got burnt because that was a lot of fucking fire. I mean, it just was flat out a lot of fucking fire, but again, the big spectacle was always what it was supposed to be. The The initial boom of the fireworks shit on the, the outside and the, the like the plume that came off of that shit initially looked awesome. Um, the next fucking two minutes of the shit that you could buy at Walmart and light in front of your house was corny as hell. That shit was stupid. Uh, the flaming light tube spot looked awesome. And that's it. I mean, that's... but that's really all it needed to be, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't have really a lot of like complaints about the actual match because if they gave us that match, regardless of what was initially planned, what Onita was supposed to send, you know, what he did send and, and they fucked up. Um, if CZW delivered what we just got just there, nobody would have been upset about that. No fucking body would have been upset and been like, yo, this is bullshit. Onita sucks. Fucking CZW. What the fuck? Nobody would have said shit. But that fucking flaming spot, the the um the flaming light tube spot, exploding light tube, whatever fuck you want to call it. Um the the bomb shit on the outside, even though the, the extra fireworks shit was stupid. And then the that massive flame spot in the middle of the fucking ring. Those things all combined, like that shit would have been and I bet you if CZW pulled it off the way that this was pulled off, Tremont would have took more of that fucking table at the end with the flames because, you know, he was that much more hyped to be wrestling his idol. And now at this point, it's it's a different guy. Tremont's not the same guy right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they didn't deliver on that shit. So then it, it left this fucking bad taste in everybody's mouth. And now it was already preloaded that they just blamed Onita for it. But again, what, what do you think is in it for him? I mean, you could say money, but like out of everybody involved in this, he has more money than any of them. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be like the guy with the money wants to beat everybody for money. I, I think the guys without the fucking money are biting off more than they could fucking chew. And then not coming through with their side of the deal. You know, it's such a classic thing that like Ian Rotten did for years, which Matt always looked up to. And Ian would book way bigger than his fucking budget because he thought the house would be there. And then it wasn't. And guys didn't get fucking paid. So when you have these enormous price tags with like an Onita in your fucking building and you have all of that, do you really think that motherfuckers got paid? It, it's, it's fucking silly that people are actually taking the side of Tremont on this and going fucking Onita with the always holding people up for money. 
You really, really believe that? That's fucking crazy. That's real fucking crazy. Um, I know there's probably some more points to make about this, but, uh, oh, um, so, so Chainsaw Tony, the other thing about this is a little sidebar. Um, so Chainsaw Tony, and he's getting a lot of, a lot of heat from the deathmatch crowd over here saying he's Onita's lapdog and all of this stuff. And I mean, he is, I mean, Tony Myers overall was a guy who could not cut it in the U S at all. He was arguing with motherfuckers from, I had gotten into arguments with him. He was arguing with all sorts of motherfuckers because he was telling people from the start, Oh, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. And they're like, you ain't going to be shit, man. You can't even get booked on these cards that we're watching. You know, he was a huge fan of the, the, the CTWs and stuff like that. They wanted no part of him. And, um, so he did what he did. He, he went to fucking Japan and he latched on to these motherfuckers and they loved him because he would do anything for him. And he just became one of them. He became, you know, just one of their guys. I mean, I, and, and I can't take away anything that he's, he's creative because he, you know, he started his fucking, like, if you pick your fucking life up, move yourself to Japan to get in and impress these fucking people just to be part of what they're doing then fucking more power to you, bro. Cause like you're going through some shit that I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not interested in being a wrestler in any capacity, but you know what I mean? Like if I was a local wrestler and that's all, all I really wanted to be, and you know, you have your WWE dreams and this and that, but are you willing to just uproot your whole shit and go plant yourself in Japan, learn the language fucking, you know, and be like their bitch over there until you, you have your spot. Like, I mean, part of that's impressive i mean part of that's pathetic part of that's impressive i mean but it's to each their own and if that's that was your ultimate goal in life is to get in with these guys and and be part of that then then you fucking won what the fuck am i gonna say um he said in this this interview he did this two-hour interview he did um that uh after the tremont thing that uh he wants to prove himself in japan like like he's done and then come back and and shove it up their ass locally well there's nothing to shove up anybody's ass over here because you still can't hang deathmatch wise with you know the 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 gauges the tremonts the you know alex colognes the you know you've accomplished things you you've made your name known you've you've gained the respect of people who are shit, but I mean, realistically, and he's pretty humble about his shit when he comes across like on the thing. So I'm not like trying to knock the guy down or anything, but, but I don't know that like, he's ever going to come back to the United States and be like, yeah, fuck you. I mean, you could say that, but I don't know if anyone's listening. Um, but, um, the other thing, I don't know, like, cause I was listening to this shit to hear more about the, the Tremont and, uh, Onita saga. And, I turn it on and like right off the bat, I just start hearing like Sozio getting like buried and yeah, Sozio is my guy. So I'm like, what the fuck is this about? And, um, so then he's talking about, um, this chick that he was with and he was going to propose to her. He had a proposal already and he was just madly in love with her. And then he found out that she was a huge rat. 
and that uh you know and then, then that was the end of them so then i find out the chick he's talking about is shannon head of czw the face of czw so that's what that's <laughs> so that's that's the punchline to that shit um to that czw shit that i was talking before and this is what i mean this is why i said what i said when i called her a rad last week <laughs> it wasn't because i'm just trying to be a dickhead and say this about this poor girl but within a week completely unrelated to czw or anything i was talking about someone else brought her up saying they were with her then found out that she was fucking all these other guys in the business and was like oh okay never mind i thought i really liked you and uh you know what i mean so that's why i say what i say when 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 she's like the the face of the company that they're trying to use so dj doesn't have to be the face of the company because he's he's not allowed to be you know that but that shit is hilarious to me but anyway um so yeah he just the chainsaw tony like i i believe the shit that he's saying as far as like the way that the weekend went and all that um he has a way of talking that like after a while it just sounds very chickish you know because it's like to me like grown men don't talk the way he, he talks like in in some of his conversation or, or reenactments you know it's like one thing if you're telling like your friend yeah yeah i was talking to dude he said this whatever but like he'll say like well, i talked to anita and he said this and then i said this and then he said this and i said this and then he said this and i said this and like fucking three four lines in i'm like why am i getting like the the court transcripts of y'all whole fucking conversation like I, I don't know anybody that would appreciate that shit if someone just full-on reenacted the whole fucking conversation i had with somebody you know what i mean like especially on a podcast to like the world it's one thing to say yeah i went i talked to him and he told me this yeah i thought that shit was funny you know what i mean not like here's the entire conversation i said this he said this and then he said this and i said well and then, he said that. And then you know that shit starts to sound like the view to me you know what i mean like like whoopi and these motherfuckers just yakking at each other about shit that happened all you know i i don't know it just it just seems chickish to me some of that shit but um but i do you know believe that the way he's saying is it went down is how it went down uh, you know, I, like I said I've heard from multiple people, and um, it just seemed like it went off real fucking real dirty. But um, so then the other thing that I saw come up, let me find where the fuck because I sent this shit to people, and so I could uh see where the fuck. Okay, so she posted this long-ass shit, man. I don't even want to read this, but I guess I probably will. So it says, uh, this is Tara Calloway. I would like to address 
the comments regarding the destiny event on Halloween, Halloween. So Halloween is when it was, um, that I was a part of. I'm fully aware of the disappointment many have towards me, and I truly believe your feelings are valid. I just wish to put any reasoning out there to allow those who wish to read it know my side. I was completely and fully unaware that RF would be attending the event prior to his arrival. Uh, he arrived with Onita right before the event and immediately went to sit down to attend Onita's merch table. Which, again... Um, Oh, he he only interacted with Onita and Onita's wife. So again, when I said that his whole reason to be there was to sell Onita's merch, kind of checks out there, right? Because you could see like where she's like, he came in, he just went to Onita's merch table, he wasn't selling his own shit, he was only in, interacting with Onita and selling his shit. So you could see where like there's no like hidden agenda where. RF was running on RF table in there, right? Like, so, you know, um, no one from H2O, even the event venue, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, no one from H2O, even the event venue. I heard many times making very malicious comments toward him and was very upset. However, he was there on behalf and for Onita, who have, who would have been paid whether or not he wrestled. If I went to Matt and demanded it was him or me, it would have been nothing but harm done harm to a man who has given his entire life to wrestling. Uh, the locker room would have walked because Onita's merch guy was there. Yeah, it's just, it goes on and on. Like <clears throat> she couldn't have like walked out of there because. That's all it would have been was her walking out of there, which realistically she could have walked out of there, but she, you know, couldn't have taken that moral stance. So she's got to say how, like, we didn't know he was going to be there and this and that. But then when you walked in and you saw him, you could have left and you chose not to. See, the thing about this whole fucking thing is like Tara Calloway to me is, is a terrible fucking wrestler in terrible shape. And has no business fucking wrestling. But she's one of many people who get to just play wrestling. And show up at whatever these little shindy events. And just be their character. She's a dinosaur. And um, she gets to just fucking. You know just play wrestler. She's she's not of any talent. She struggles you know mentally. Which you know that's. I'm not knocking her for that. But. But I'm saying that she does another reason why she doesn't belong in the wrestling business, you know, because harsh criticism and and, and just overall like the pain and, what you know, all of that stuff. Like it's just it, it can't better your mental condition when it's only a hobby to begin with. So there's no career. There's no like there. The ceiling is very, very low. Um, it's like Smurf Village for you. you know I mean, that's how low the ceiling is. It, it's it's fucking the inside of a mushroom low. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and you know, this whole thing where she takes these moral stances. And I said this shit from the fucking start. If you guys really think you can make fucking wrestling moral across the fucking board, you're going to have to scorch the fucking earth. You, you can't keep making excuses for this and keep making excuses for that. It's not going to be on the up and up. It's just not. Because it hasn't been. 
for so fucking long that there's way too many players in it that you're just never going to purify it. You would have to fucking start over. You can keep, uh, you know, a very small amount of people and they're not just going to be your best friends. A lot of your best friends got to go. That's just that's just a fact. Because this shit is dirty and it's been that way. So, you know, that's that's how I fucking see it. So this whole crazy fucking explanation that, oh, well, Onita this and Onita like. She's apologizing people who. uh whoever she heard uh, Onita's merch man and da, 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 you know and even at the end of this it says my mental health is weighing hard on me but I owe it to those who wish to continue to support me to make sure all questions are answered but again when your mental health is at fucking risk the wrestling business is no fucking place it's just it's just not and, and it's silly as hell because, like, this whole fucking shit is, it's toxic. That's what the fuck, that, that whole business is fucking toxic. You can find little better pockets here and there, but, like, you can't just choose, like, oh, I like this guy, so he couldn't do any wrong. Matt Tremont couldn't have robbed motherfuckers for a bunch of money this weekend because, you know, he's, he's, he's my brother, brother. You know? He couldn't have stiffed people on this shit because that's my brother. He said brother to me a lot. So he's got to be my brother. And, you know, it, it's just fucking, it's obnoxious to think that this, this shit had any fucking possibility of success coming out of the camp that it came out of. And you either just like look at this shit like a child, like money doesn't matter and the stadium was the same price as the fucking place he lives in. Which, by the way, like, you know, I'm hearing from a bunch of other people, too, that, like, he might be behind on that fucking rent. So, a lot of shit might come crashing down on him pretty soon. Um, there's supposedly lawsuits coming out of Japan with this shit. Um, I don't know, you know, if that's the case, but I definitely heard that out of, like, Tony and shit. Saying litigation and this and that, so, um, you know, he, he posted a bunch on his, um, his Twitter, you can go right on, on Twitter and, and read his shit on there. It's like Chainsaw Tony or some shit like that. And, uh, you know, the, the two hour podcast he did, uh, if anyone needs the link or whatever, just let me know. I'll send it to you. But, uh, he, he talked a lot about this shit on there. It really gave the full rundown of, you know, what everything was and, and the disappointment, but you know, Believe what you want to believe. <clears throat> we'll see. <clears throat> um, let me see. What else I got? I know I got some other shit to talk about. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking idiot. Um, I I'm so tired of people defending this stupid shit. Um, he pretty much so, like, they had asked him, and, like, you hear it on video where they said, are you vaccinated? And he goes, yeah, I'm, um... I'm immunized and like he thinks now he's like he's to say like well I didn't say I was vaccinated but they said are you vaccinated the first word you said after that was yeah and then you said I'm immunized and you feel like that was like your way of like working around that question 
And now you're saying like, oh, no, I didn't even mean that I was vaccinated. You know what the fuck they asked you. So you didn't say like, no, I'm not vaccinated, but I am immunized due to the things that I did. So you knew you were doing some bullshit to begin with. And there was a rule straight up. If you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated and you don't have to get tested every fucking three days or whatever it is that they have a lot more rigorous testing procedures if you're not vaccinated. And you could choose not to be vaccinated, but you're going to have to go through this protocol. And during the um, the uh, press conferences, you have to wear a mask. Okay, so he decided to forego all those things as if he was vaccinated. They didn't fucking say like vaccinated or whatever you feel is sufficient or equal to vaccination they said like fucking vaccinated or if you're not you do this other thing so he he just went with his fucking way and then went the vaccinated route as far as procedures and protocols so he's a fucking liar and he's a scumbag to the people who are fucking following the rules you know and even people who weren't vaccinated that had to do all these extra steps and shit but he didn't Cause he just decided he was good. And you know, he says he was allergic to the vaccine and that's why I don't buy that shit for a second. Um, there's an ingredient, the, the MR, whatever the fuck letters they are, the, 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 the vaccines that, um, Pfizer and Moderna fall under. Um, but the Johnson and Johnson doesn't, but there was some problems with that. But, but like, the way he talks is just like every other anti-vaxxer. It's not that, oh, I was just allergic to those, but I don't have a problem with it. But otherwise, he's like, but then some people had a reaction to that. And uh, I, I weighed my options with the uh, the health risks because uh, there was no deaths, but um, they had a pretty hard time. And I, and I wonder, it's like, well, motherfuckers with COVID, a lot of those people had a hard time. So why is nobody worried about the actual effects of COVID more so the possible side effects of another thing that's there to fight COVID who had very strong effects all on its own. So somehow like you're willing to risk this, but not that it, it's so fucking strange. And then, uh, you know, he went to his now good friend, Joe Rogan, now that he actually has COVID because apparently his immunization wasn't good enough and he still got fucking COVID, which Again, people have this misconception where they go, well, if you're vaccinated, how'd you get COVID? Well, that's not the thing. It doesn't make you not get it. It makes it so it doesn't kill you. So it's likelihood of killing you goes way down. I, I like that. I like that option, which is why I got vaccinated. It, it, you know, I, I have asthma. So what if it does fucking just shut my lungs down and I'm fucking dead? There's no... Well, let's try that again. That didn't work out. It's like your one shot that if you get this this super dangerous shit, I, I got a better shot of surviving it. And I like that. I got a family. You know, I, I love what I do for work. I, I'm not looking to check out of this shit soon over this. So, you know, but that's that's what that is to me. Um, and, you know, my kids, my kids got vaccinated. And my, um, because we'll, we'll go on a little side tangent here, but, uh, my, my 12-year-olds just got vaccinated and, um, I didn't like that. I knew it as soon as I saw it. 
Benina put a picture of them up with the vaccine cards and shit saying, yeah, we got vaccinated. And Crystal was, I mean, they were both excited to get it, but Crystal was like hyped to get it. Like, I can't wait to be protected. Cause like, you know, uh, they're little kids that just spent a year in a fucking house and we kept shit fun and, and active and, and all that stuff. But you know, it's, you want to get back to life. Like you, it's, it's hard to grasp, but they were anxious to get to that shit. So we did the necessary things. So we're that much more protected, especially with the variants are attacking kids in a way that the, the first run didn't, you know, I'm not lo- trying to lose a kid either. So, you know, these, these are just like, to me, normal things to do. But I knew there's enough of these nutbags out there that if they see the picture, it triggers this fucking reaction where they just start talking shit. And that's the reason why I'm also very careful about posting pictures of my kids because I don't have a problem with you talking shit about me because like, I'll just go back at you verbally and we'll just, we'll, I'll, I'll most likely win that situation because, you know, I, I can go when it comes to burying motherfuckers. Like, but if my kids come into play and especially if it's on like these local pages where like I might bump into the motherfucker that just said my kid's an idiot at the store, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know how to compose myself if I'm to face the face with somebody who was that fucking stupid, you know, in a way that I would, I wouldn't say that about his kid, even if he chose like to not vaccinate or whatever, I wouldn't say like in an open forum, like, Hey, you know, you're raising a fucking idiot or whatever. So like her posting that shit and she had one person on her fucking page that said like sheep. And, and like, again, like I don't understand how people who are now taking fucking animal dewormer use the word sheep so freely. Like they get to just separate themselves from that, but they're open to taking that. And I'm aware that like, there is a human version of that to be prescribed by a doctor, but it's not FDA approved to treat what you're using it to treat for. And half the reason why you didn't like the fucking vaccine is because it wasn't tested or approved or this and that. Neither is that for the fucking thing it's being used for. So you're forgoing testing, you're forgoing, uh, foregoing the approvals and all those shits just for the sake of doing what you feel is better than the thing that actually is now FDA approved. And you're surrounded by people who have done it and are still doing all right. So there's the testing right there, despite the fact that, you know, I mean, you got to think about, too, like how many fucking years ago were some of these other things that were invented that, that they were doing vaccines? Like how many years ago, you know, the polio vaccine and all these different things back then? Do you think the fucking medical testing was very good back then? You know what I mean? So now, yeah, they had to do it in a faster process than than most vaccines ever. But we're we're hitting getting hit with a pandemic. We've never seen anything like this before. So they had to work at a faster rate. And luckily, technology has worked in our favor to make it a possibility to do it faster. You know, and sure, there's there's risks and there's there's side effects in it. But there's side effects to every fucking thing, every vaccine you've ever taken. You know, like that, that's just part of the fucking gimmick. But like, so then, uh, I guess, uh, there was another one that unfriended her and then posted on her page. Like, if you want to use your kids as guinea pigs, unfriend me now, or I'll do it for you or some stupid shit. And it's like, first off again, with the fucking animal references, but, um, 
you know what? Like this isn't this isn't good. Th- this whole thought process that you're teaching your kids to to be sheep or this or that. No, like when did it become okay to teach your children to always challenge authority, to fucking deny um, voting? Like voting isn't real anymore because we lost one. So. Uh, you know, the, that, that side lost one. So according to them, voting is no longer legitimate. It's all a fraud. Vaccines can't be trusted. So don't trust shots from a doctor. Like, you know, I was raised just thinking like, okay, our president is our president. And, um, that's, you know, cause the, the people voted and, um, you know, the doctor's going to give you shots because, you got to go to school and you want you to be healthy. And, you know, it's not like the doctor's going to want to give you shots. Tell him you ain't having that shit when we go in there. Tell him you're not fooling me. I'm not a fucking sheep, doc. You know what I mean? Like, th- like this is, this is fucking really bad. And, and then you're training your kids to say that half the population is bad because they don't agree with you. Like, if those kids have a mask on, they're weak and their parents are idiots and what the fuck? Like, you know, again, like you're looking at the mask because you feel like it doesn't work. But if this kid's whole fucking plan is to keep himself and other people safe and that turns into my parents told me that you're a punk motherfucker, like who's doing more damage here? You're, you're talking about people trying to be safe. And you're mad that they believe something, but it hurts nobody. That that's not really hurting anybody. Because if we all did that shit, be, you know, we'd be in better fucking shape. But somehow, like this other side of things that you're doing, where you're fucking brainwashing your children to believe that vaccines are no longer safe, the politicians, uh, the 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 um the elections are rigged. Except for when you won, and that's good. Even though Trump said it was rigged before he won. So, was it rigged then, or no? It was only rigged if he lost, because he thought he was going to lose. And then he, he fucking, he fuck around and won. And he was like, oh, never mind what I said. I meant that for later. I meant that for later. Like, my re-election thing. I meant that four years from now. It's the rigged then. You know? But this is the shit that we're, we're, we're teaching our kids is this, this is how it goes now. It just, we've really ignited a different type of motherfucker and now we're dealing with them full court press dealing with them. And you know, Aaron Rodgers, this is that shit that I'm talking about. Like what, why are you so fucking locked into this, this, this shit? And again, be not vaccinated, but tell a motherfuckers like, yeah, I'm not vaccinated. So now you got to get tested and you got to, you know, wear the mask when they tell you to wear the mask, whatever it's got to be. But, you know, the bigger fucking slap in the face is that he just lied to everybody, you know, to skate the system right in front of everybody's face. And now again, I don't trust those vaccines, but my good now new friend, Joe Rogan said, it's like, but you don't go to Joe Rogan to fucking look at your MRIs for a second fucking opinion, but 
he had COVID. Hey, what did you do, Joe? Those fucking pesky doctors have other ideas. But Joe, I like your podcast. What do you fucking think? And yeah, okay. The doctor prescribed it, but he got it from Joe. He got the idea from Joe, which means, you know, when you go to a doctor, a lot of times, if you're not talking like, you know, addictive shit, pain medication, you can kind of suggest what the route you'd like to go with your doctor. And a lot of doctors will go that way. And to a way higher extent, when you're a multimillionaire, um, reference Michael Jackson for this, um, you know, you're going to get what the fuck you want when you go in there, you know, especially if it's not something that's necessarily going to cost them their license, you know? So this is like, Hey, uh, my buddy told me ivermectin is the, is the fucking move. And they're like, all right, yeah, we could try that out. And then he, he did it because his buddy Joe Rogan said it, but it, the, the trail of people who you're not trusting just to go trust Joe Rogan because it worked for him. It, you know what I mean? It, it, there's not enough testing. Joe Rogan's enough testing for that other shit. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? It worked for one podcaster, so that that sounds good to me. And I know there was like a, a, another cluster of people that have have done this successfully or whatever. But again, compare that to the testing that we are now seeing in front of us. And the testing that was done prior and the FDA approval for this specific uh, application. But you still trust that other shit with less qualifications. It's just it's a real fucking uh, hypocritical stance to me. Um, it's it's silly. But uh, I, I I never really like Bug Eyes except for the fact that he he's a Niner fan or he grew up a Niner fan. And uh, was another guy that, you know, idolized Joe Montana. So I've always respected that. But other than that, you know, there's been no love lost since we didn't draft him. And, he, you know, we battled him for years and shut his ass down in the playoffs a few times. And uh, he, he hasn't yelled, I own you in fucking San Francisco like he did in Chicago. That's for fucking sure. He's got some wins on us, but not not to the extent where he would uh, he would like to. Because when he got drafted by Green Bay, he, he said he was quoted saying that he would make us pay for not drafting him. And uh, that he, he really didn't do that because he would love to screen that same shit in, that he did in Chicago. Absolutely love to do that in San Francisco. You know, but not, not going to happen. But yeah, so he's, you know, he's getting dropped by some sponsors and shit and, you know, rightfully so, you know, this, this is the, the other thing that makes me laugh is a lot of people say, well, you can't mandate the vaccine. And when I don't like, I don't like you telling me what I got to do. Well, you know, I mean, compared to like auto insurance, I, I mean, you, you can buy a car but you can't drive it because the state says you need to get insurance or you, you have to get registration. You have to get these things. And they're telling you, you got to do that. You don't want to do that shit. Right. Like, and it costs you money. Like what if you just feel you're like, Hey man, like I, I take really good care of my car and I, I'm an excellent driver. Just like the people that says I'm in great health and I take care of my body. Like I, I'm, I'm an excellent driver. There's no reason for me to have insurance. 
I mean, I, I know I can keep myself out of an accident, so I shouldn't need insurance because I'm not going to need it. I, I'm, there's no reason for it. Well, the state says, we don't give a fuck what you think. You need to take this. You need to get the fucking insurance. Somehow, like, motherfuckers aren't driving around without insurance going, the state ain't telling me shit. I don't, certainly not in the numbers that we have this, this stance on the vaccine thing. And again, like vaccines have been mandated for years <clears throat> to get into schools and all of this shit and stuff that you need to get for your kids to put them in fucking preschool. You know, like you can't just fucking uh, just go all, uh, nah, I don't need any vaccines. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want because I've, I've made the decision. I've done my research. Which just means you found a website that agrees with you. That That's all the fuck that means. Nobody's doing research. You don't have four bucks flipped open in front of you, tapping your fucking pencil on your glasses and shit. Like, fuck. Uh, oh, this, these are conflicting reports. You know, no one's doing that fucking shit. Your research is you listen to a podcast that Joe Rogan did and you agree with him. That's what the fuck that is. You listen to an orange guy screaming on TV and you're like, sounds good to me. That's that's your fucking research. Stop calling it research. That's just not what the fuck that is. I haven't done research either. So I'm not going to tell you that like my research is better than your research. Cause I didn't do any fucking research. I'm just trusting the fucking doctors that spent their fucking entire uh, professional career doing research. That's how, <laughs> that's how I got to be doctors. They do a lot of fucking reading up on shit, <laughs> you know? Things that not too many of those fucking red states are doing. They're not. There's not not a lot of reading up on things down south. You know, Texas, which is very anti-vax. Florida, very anti-vax. That you know, they're not doing a lot of research. You can't motherfucking spell research. <laughs> that shit. You know, you got to be fucking kidding me with that research bullshit. Um, WWE cuts. Um, they got rid of uh, Killer Cross or Karrion Cross, whatever the fuck, Scarlet. Um, that, that shit surprises me because I think that dude has just tremendous potential. Um, and, I mean, she's she's as good looking. I don't really know as far as, like, full-on ring ability. I haven't watched that much of, like, her perform type shit. Um, I would think she's as pretty as any valet out there. I mean, if that's, like, her gimmick is to be, like, a manager type of role, I would think she she's easily as qualified as anybody else, you know? Um, and he's he's super fucking talented, so... I'm surprised, but you know, again, he'll he'll find another spot, probably AEW over there. Um, Keith Lee and um, Mia Yim. It's like it seems like they just got rid of like the couples for sure. Um, got rid of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't watched any of this shit to see like what they've done with them and what didn't work, or, or you know, if if they had bad performances or whatever. I don't know, but. Uh, I mean, the, the guys like that, they'll get scooped up. Yeah. Mia Yim's, the Keith Lee's, Killer Cross. Like, oh, the, those guys will work. Um, Nia Jax, this is, you know, 
she's been terrible from the fucking start, hurting people left and right, and just really just like visually fucking sloppy. Like her her presentation, her her, her execution on moves, all just real sloppy shit. And at the same time as that, you could just watch any one of these social medias of the the divas and shit. She's involved in all that shit. She's she's buddies with everybody. You know, she seems to get along really great with the locker room. She's just very beloved. For that reason alone, I think she'll be signed in AEW as well. Um, I I don't I don't think as far as a wrestler she has any value. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, I just, I think she solidified herself as someone that people like to have around in the locker room and her name has gotten big enough that I think she'll make somewhat of an impact, but, um, and, and she painted some kind of picture where she needed time off for her mental health or some shit like that. And, uh, she was due to come back and then she asked for an extension and they said, okay. And then they released her. So like, even like that type of thing for another company to step in and kind of help her out when this company supposedly screwed her over, then I guess, you know, that would, that would just be another plus for her, you know, as far as like them picking her up. So I would, I would be surprised if she's not signed by them. You know, I know ability wise, I don't think anyone's clamoring for like, Oh shit, I'd love to see Nia Jax versus fill in the blank true to people out there that have a, a list but yeah speaking of list um been meaning to talk about this um iwa uh fucking tri-state or whatever the fuck it's called um they seem to be really heavily pushing this guy uh and he he comes on and he cuts these promos he's now gotten like two promos plus a quote-unquote fan cutting a promo in response to his promos all to promote this upcoming, uh, um, show. And he's like, he's like the, the stiffest, like uncharismatic fucking person you would ever want to put on that side of a camera. He comes on and he's just like, hi, I'm Jim list. And I'm here to address some controversy about my upcoming appearance at IWA Tri-State. And then he opens like a piece of paper and he's like, so I'm here to tell you I will be appearing at NWA Tri-State or IWA Tri-State on the 14th or whatever the fuck date it is. Thank you. And that's like his whole fucking pro. And I'm just like, that shit was awkward as fuck. What the fuck was that? And, and like, I guess they're trying to grab like some kind of like heel heat. Like you just really hate the guy because it's so shitty. And then that like people are going to like show up and be mad and yell at him. I, I guess that's what they're going for. But this guy's like, he could barely read off his own fucking script. And you could tell it like this. This is like, well, over rehearsed and just the shit is horrible and then he cut another promo that was like the same fucking thing like just rephrased and then so that was two fucking promos 
for one fucking show with this like manager guy who doesn't know how to use the mic or speak or have any kind of uh there's no material there like it's just dog shit dog shit i so i guess that maybe that's part of the dog championship wrestling match uh maybe he'll joe i am gary list uh you know and then so then uh this this orange-haired guy with a neck beard and like he looks like he weighs like at least three bills. You could just see his head, his giant fucking head. And I get, I, they're, they're saying like, but they put it out. Like the company put out, the fans are already mad at fucking Joe list. So here's what one of them had to say. And like, how the fuck do you have a video from the fan that, that like, I guess, someone inboxed fucking brian that's what i'm supposed to believe someone sent brian a fucking private message with a video of them cutting a promo on this guy and he's like hey bill list i'm gonna show you what i'm all about on the 19th because i don't like the way that you're talking to us so I'll see you there, buddy, or some shit like this. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going Are you fucking... This is your way of showing me <coughs> how the world that you're serious this time? That like, oh, I mean business this time. This time I'm really going to focus on talent. And you got fucking Jim List and fucking this, this fucking... This atrocity fucking... Yelling into the uh, what? What is happening, man? What's happening? Therapy, but would have been a way better way to spend this money instead of this fucking show. Um, Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, I I just really wish it made its way onto like IWTV or something because I I got I gotta fuck with this show, you know? I mean, this is just. This is fucking crazy. Because just seeing the promos alone, I'm just like, whoa. This is like a new level of bad that the the the, the comedy would just... It would be too easy. It would just be too fucking easy. I, I got to give one of these shits a run if they get it on the thing. So we'll see. But man, oh man, is uh, he's stacking the deck for himself over there this is definitely showing me i was wrong he sure knows how to book a wrestling show that's right bob list i mean two fucking promos out of fucking this guy i mean he's doubling down man he's he's putting money his money where his mouth is he's building his company around the most you know charismatic man on the northeast and uh there you go um, I think that's about all I got. I, uh, I don't think I missed anything. I'm not really sure, but, uh, yeah, check out my man Shaheen doing his podcast thing and, uh, you know, hit him up for commissions and all this. Hit up Jeremy over it. I got you five stars. Check Eric out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I got. I'm gonna hit you with that. Um, oh, before I hit you with that Ferris Blues, let me uh, 
real quick about I just thought about rap music and Kanye's out his fucking mind. Um, I don't like how um, Nori claps like a fucking Hogan fan in 84, like a six year old Hogan fan in 84. Uh, just he for no reason he just starts clapping like this dude was on that thug shit back in the day what 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 that was that shit that super thug and, and you know banned from tv and all that shit but why is he clapping it like clapping at dudes like that that shit don't make no motherfucking sense to me but the drink champ show is pretty good minus him clapping like that and people really kind of open up on there um, I, I had heard about it before, but I never really watched it. And then the Kanye shit really blew up. So then I started going back and I, I've watched a few of them since then. I watched Redman. Um, I watched somebody else too. I forget what I watched. But um, the Kanye one, um, that was crazy. I mean, he's he's certifiable. He's out of his fucking mind. Um, you know, he's one of these dudes that he, he starts to make a point and you start to listen and you're like, oh, man. I kind of get where he's coming from. And then he just takes a hard fucking left. Like, hard fucking left. He, like, he, he's using, he, he said, like, like, if you call him a rapper, you're getting away. If you're a white dude and you call him a rapper, you're getting away with calling him an N-word. Like, well, wait a minute. Because he's an artist and he's so much more than that. There's a difference between saying, yo, man, like, yeah, like, I'm, I am a rapper. But, like, that's not a, that's not a negative fucking term. Why would you take, like, that means you're ashamed of being a rapper. That's what that means is, like, them saying you're a rapper hurts your fucking feelings for some reason. Like, yeah, I'm not just a rapper. Okay, but you are a rapper, right? Like, yeah. So why would you, why would you take that as a negative? Like, this is why rap is where it is there's your rappers and shit and cats like that like ferris blues that i'm gonna play at the end of this shit again um like cats like him cats like sean price they're overlooked because they stick to that straight rap that that they're with that that hood shit that it doesn't take this other weird ass turn these motherfuckers start like not even like they're they're like that new shit where i identify as of this don't call me a rapper because that's like taking me back to slave days what are you talking about what the fuck are you talking about shit like that is crazy it's just plain fucking crazy he's saying like yeah like he's still married with his his wife even though she's got like a restraining order on him and, or whatever the fuck she's got going on and and like i think she's dating uh pete davidson now and shit but uh but it's like He's like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I don't believe in divorce and this and that. And then he's like very anti-abortion. So like you could tell where all that bread shit came from, all that Trump shit. And uh, he, he even said like during the thing, I'm still wearing the red hat. Yeah, anyone ask me about the red hat, I'm still wearing the red hat, by the way. And it's like, oh, okay. But then like with the, the, um, the abortion thing, like he, he danced around it a bit, but he, really made it like clear that like yeah like you you should be putting them up for adoption or you know we we should put more money into uh you know the the adoption centers and like creating places to to bring homes to the fuck out of it it's just he's just nutty he's just a nutty motherfucker and and i mean when you look at a lot of the things 
he's he's a genius. Like he's he's created great things. He's an absolute legend. But now he's he's pushed into that crazy realm that you just can't fucking reason with this dude. You know, he's he thinks he's bigger than he is. He's not like again, you talk all that shit you want. Oh, you, you call me a rapper, you saying this, you could but as a rapper, a producer, a fashion of this and da 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 all that shit still don't add up to a motherfucking thing when you're comparing yourself to like a Walt Disney. Because it still lands in the same genre. It doesn't land outside of the world of hip hop. It really doesn't. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really like cross over to like, oh yeah, people who listen to, you know, fucking country music and, and, uh, listen to the blues and listen to, um, folk music and, and polka music and shit. They're all into Kanye. Like not really, not fucking really. But if you talk about Walt Disney, Walt Disney crosses everything. Every fucking body got some kind of Disney something somewhere. You know what I mean? Over the whole world. So when you compare yourself to like a Walt Disney, you're just fucking crazy. That shit is where like you're out of your fucking mind. Like you just not you're not getting it. You're not getting the the, the scope of where you are. He claims to have more money than Jay Z. He listed like uh, Kim, I think Kim Kardashian, uh, Jay-Z, a bunch of fucking people and said like all of them together don't have as much money as him. I don't think he has as much money as Jay-Z, period. So, I mean, I'd be surprised if he did, real fucking surprised if he did. But who knows? But he just, he's out of his fucking mind and and it's entertaining to, to watch. But yeah, like... That's that's the thing about crazy people. A lot of times they're they're the most fun to watch. So I'll keep watching and commenting and saying whatever. But like, yeah, this this dude, you know, on a lot of levels, like I said, I'm very into rap. So I respect a lot of shit that he did a lot. But yeah, you you can't start making stupid ass statements like the shit he's saying, and go like, oh yeah yeah, I ride with all that shit. Like fuck fuck all that shit, you know. But uh. That shit must have hurt Strickland's heart when he said that Big <laughs> signing Big Sean was the worst thing he ever did. <laughs> Strickland must have been fucking angry. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to hit you with that Ferris Blues. Peace. Get this through your head. You only exist out here because of me. Your fucking warrant don't ever go over my fucking head again. You motherfucker, you. Yeah. I never came in here to compromise. I'm just here to tell the whole truth on top the lies. Y'all niggas going to war. I'm standing right beside. A nice guy, but shot deadly. Shannon Fry. See, that's a lie. I'm more like Miller in the garden. A half court from Steph. A step back from Harden. I said that I was starving. They were stalling. I took a plate. Try me, I won't hesitate. Hand speed on Sugar Ray. No mind. I'm by the book. I don't need it, cause I know my play. I do. And I remain undefeated, cause I know my way. That's facts. Stop, I say, I was happening. You gon' know that day. I become the champ. Boom, by yay. What I heard them say. They I'm that. taking shots. They acting like my pistol fake. I ain't scared of nothing. Backstroking. And Crystal Lake, foreclosure, y'all niggas wanna take my place, you can, where you from, I don't know your face, I keep my mom in my prayers, in my hands, in my pockets, in my pockets.
I keep my mama in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. My mama in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. I keep my mama in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. I only keep my hands in my motherfucking pockets. I keep my mama in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. Dear mama, broke was not an option. Yo, I'm alone with my thoughts. That's a scary place, frightening. Think of your last words when you see my face. I know I'm close to great. I am. It's like they supposed to hate it, y'all. I'm never bowing face. No way. I'm here to motivate. Let's get it. I'm never losing. God body, the evolution. God bless. On these tracks, I go Yonkers. Yonkers. Our future. They know that. I got a bright future. They trying to close the shutters. They can. Bless the man above us. Fuck them undercovers. I told y'all. Picture me conceiting. Never thought about it. Never crossed my mind. I'm writing down my life, so I talk about it's it. Not a movie, dog. My ego coming with me. You gotta walk around Plus it. One. A yellow tape, a session with the chalk around it. I got an awkward problem. I do. Just let that shark devour. Niggas fried rice. Food. With the sweet and sour. Extra sauce. I know all about you. It ain't much to learn. I make sure they burn. Then I stuffed. I keep my mom in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. In my pockets. In my pockets. I keep my hands in my pockets. I keep my mom in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. My mom in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. I keep my mom in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. I only keep my hands in my motherfucking pockets. I keep my mom in my prayers in my hands in my pockets. In my pockets. Dear mama, broke was not an option. Not an option. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.